What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. So uh, it is a what do you people, you people, want us to talk about type of week this week. I already looked ahead at the questions. Um, some good ones in there. Looking forward to that. Uh, slow news week, obviously. That's why we're doing what do you people want. Uh, we're first going to, though, talk about, uh, I'm going to talk about Shovel Knight briefly, and then we will talk about the conversation that many of you are probably wanting us to have. So I, I finally, uh, I played Shovel Knight for the first time a few weeks ago. Um, it is a very good, uh, 2D side-scrolling action game, Micah. This, this is one that I, I know, I know your feelings on retro graphics, but this is one that you would actually probably enjoy if you ever get around to playing it. Is it funny? It 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 has some like tongue in cheek video game humor, um, but it's not like it's not comedic for comedic for comedy's sake. Okay, and and plus the version on the Switch is pretty good because if you buy the um, I think it's called like the Treasure Trove or something like that, you actually get all three Shovel Knight games that are currently available, and then you also get the fourth one when it comes out as well, included <laughs> in the part of that bundle, which is why I think it was on sale for. Uh, twenty bucks a couple weeks ago, so I jumped on it, and it's really good. Um, the 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 homages are are really overt that they have in the game, and it is it, it's a, it's a solid game. It's fun to play. Um, it is what I want my retro two D platforming games to be. Basically, little more little more Mega Man than it is like a Castlevania. Hmm. Okay, so, which is fine by me, as as you would expect. Yeah. So Shovel Knight's good. Um, if you, for some reason, like me, have been living under a rock for the last uh, last three years, <laughs> I would recommend checking it out. Uh, but what you guys probably really came to see, at least for the first time this week, uh, is how our impressions, our thoughts on the official release of Street Fighter V, a.k.a. Street <laughs> Fighter V Arcade Edition, which we both have and we both have played. Yes. What do you think? Um... I, I like it. I look I never had a problem with um the way Street Fighter plays and that's pretty much like the bottom line when it comes to a game is how it plays. I mean it always looked like I expected it to look and it always played well. Um now you can do stuff without needing to be online one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> uh which is groovy. You know, it's 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 the package that should have came out two years ago. I just um, like said I there there's so much um there's so much overcompensation with this edition. They're like, oh, like you're bitching at us because you didn't get an arcade mode in Street Fighter V? Well, bam, here's six arcade modes. <laughs> like, 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 oh, like you're upset because there's not enough shit to do in the game. Bam, here's team battle mode. Check that shit out as well. So like like I appreciate the uh I appreciate the the giving of the modes um and the overcorrection because, like I said, Street Fighter V really fucked up when they first came out. Maybe not in, for hardcores. Like, hardcore fans who spend most of their time playing online were probably fine with it. But for – they really disservice the, not only the casuals but also, like, the people like you and I, which are, like, the in-between those two worlds. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You – um, and that's the thing with fighting games, man. Like, you need to come out guns blazing because only your diehards are going to keep playing this game. <laughs> you can't you can't just like 
Trotta. And, you know, I like the, I, I don't, I don't necessarily like it, but the, the model that they're doing now of trying to get you to come back by releasing, you know, characters every month or every two months or whatever is, is a clever way to keep your game alive. But like you, everything with fighting games, like you need to front load those sales, man. And that's, that was the big criticism, right? Like everybody knows this. Like Capcom, like they and they're the, the they're the one of the godfathers of fighting games, and they just drop the ball for some strange reason. So look, if if you are into modes and all that stuff, like it's all there. Finally, um, they added gameplay uh, tweaks um, uh, and and V Trigger two. Like I don't know why anyone would want to use like Ken's V Trigger one anymore. Right. Well, I mean, um, it was completely. Uh, it was pretty useless to begin with, and then right now they added the trigger too. I'm like, oh, like this is. <laughs> I get a vortex uppercut that I can basically use until I hit with it. I'm like, that seems pretty good. Yeah, and then you can mash it once you do it. Right. So, it's, so that was cool. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just like having options. I think, um, and and having options with your V trigger in this game, I think, is better than in Street Fighter Four, where you just could pick a super. I, I think yeah. I think V triggers lend themselves more to your strategy during the match, which I like. Um, I also like Sakura. I need to remember to actually pony up the money so that I can continue playing a Sakura because it has been really fun playing online with her because they made her like they basically just took everything she could do in Street Fighter Four and then they just gave her more shit that she can <laughs> use. Basically, it's fantastic. <laughs> Um, she's really fun to play. I love her second V trigger, which adds, um, you know, hits and enhancements to her, her Shoryu and her hurricane kick, which are very useful. Um, she just plays well. Like I I like the, um, I like her little, her, like her V, what are they? Not the V trigger, but the, um, the other one, the, the one you could do with the, with the two mid buttons. Whatever uh, you call the it. V skill. Yeah, the V skill. Because uh with her, it's it's like this leaping thing that um puts you in it, normally it would put you in harm's way if you were using it as an offensive move, but if you use it as a defensive move, like say to leap projectiles and then to smash people in the face, <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty damn good. So like I've really enjoyed using her this week. Um like I said, I'm happy that my favorite character is back in the game. I'm happy I'm getting one of my other favorite characters in a few months as well. So that'll be exciting. Sagat? Uh-huh. Ah, uh, excellent. Okay, I was about to say, you're, you're a big Blanca guy? No, I'm not a big Blanca guy. <laughs> not by a long shot. Charge characters are the devil's work. Um, but it's uh, it's it's fun. Like I said, I'm, I've really enjoyed myself so far. Um, my arm really hurts because I had, like, I've been dealing with some tennis elbow in my right elbow for a little bit here. And uh turns out playing fighting games on a fight pad really exacerbates that. <laughs> I I had no clue that that was uh that that was a thing that happened, but ever like the first night I played, I played for a few hours and my like whole hand and arm were sore. I'm just like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Oh my god." I was like, "Did that aggravate my fucking elbow?" <laughs> Good lord. So, have you uh have you tried uh uh fighting Shinokuma? Not yet. Um, I haven't uh, tried. I've seen a video of him because I'm not trying to blow fight money. I'm, I'm, I don't like spending money, even if it's 
fake money. Fake money. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I saw, but I saw a video, and he looks simple enough. He just I fought, I fought Shinokuma in arcade mode. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what the the requirements are, but I met them, and I was and I was able to fight Shinokuma in arcade mode. And he just turns into like like a guy studying to be an SNK boss. Like he's just just cheap for cheap for the sake of being cheap, basically. Yeah, like he's like he's he's still dumb. Like because the 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 computer is dumb, right? Like you can you can outsmart it, but it's just way overpowered. And that's their compensation for it. Like it, it doesn't get smarter; it just gets stronger, which mm. is, which is fucked up. But um, yeah, look, it's a fun game, man, and it is, uh, it is. Uh, I, I I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it very much. I went and just went ahead and bought that that uh, season pass because I I I fuck around with Blanca also because I'm I'm of course charge character savage. <laughs> it's listen. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy they addressed pretty much. I can't think of a concern that they didn't address. Aside from the online performance is still, you know, you know hit or miss. Takes still, yeah. t- still still takes me a while to find a match. Which you know, yeah. I guess, I I guess mean, that's just I, a Capcom. Be expected this week because you know it's free soccer week. Uh, did you play soccer story by any chance? Not yet. Yeah, you might want to play it. Should I? Yeah, just to get a laugh. Okay. I mean, she 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 is a, a bit of a comic relief character as it is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's grown up though. Yeah. She's grown up. Yeah, you might want to play it just to get a little bit of a laugh. I mean, and I still have to do that campaign cinematic story mode that they put in the it's, game. It's really ago. dumb, and only do it if you want. Uh, more fight money. That's I, it. I do like, like fight money. Then, then knock yourself because I'm but certainly I'm certainly not going to pay fucking you know the amount of money that they want for costume packs and colors and shit. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, pay four dollars for a costume. No, I'm not. I'm not you. Like what? <laughs> like what do you? What do you think this is? You didn't buy a soccer stage? No. Yo, it's a beautiful stage. Is it? I'll buy. I'll buy it with fight money. How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> shit, when I get the season pass, they ought to give me the shit for free. They don't. Well, fuck they don't that. The stage. Fuck that <laughs> they don't give you the stage. I, I've noticed that because, like, I like. of course, the first st- of the first arcade mode that I went through was, of course, Street Fighter 2. Because what the fuck else are you going to pick? Yeah. Um, I like how they put all the old stages in that, too. And I'm just like, I know that they're not just giving me this shit for free. Yeah, no, of course nah, not. Fucking assholes. <laughs> I, did, I did buy one of them with fight money, though. See if you can guess which one. It's my favorite stage in Street Fighter. It might surprise you. Uh, please don't say it's like Vegas stage. No, it's not Vegas stage. Then it has to be uh, Bison stage. Nope. Is it Balrog stage? It is Balrog stage. Yeah, man. I like <laughs> Balrog stage, man. I love it. That's the one I set as my, uh, as my preferred. That's my default, too. Yeah, man. With, with really, Jimmy really, Hart in the background. Yeah. Fucking American hat, uh, American flag top hat. I fucking love that stage, man. I always yeah, have. Man. <laughs> Take, it takes me back. Takes me back. <laughs> Cammy stage also looks really good in uh in HD and with Who's modern Cammy's. Yeah, yeah, it does. Looks really solid. Um 
I is is, I, is Ken's. I haven't seen Ken's USA stage for Street Fighter Two. Is that is that also a faithful uh, reproduction? No, he doesn't have a stage. Oh, lame. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a stage. Mm. He um, he uh, and and I would hope that it wouldn't be the tugboat. You know, on the I, pier. I like the tugboat on a pier. No, nah, Ken is a Ken is a Ken is a a, a rich guy. You know, he doesn't need to be. He doesn't need to be fighting at a uh, fighting on the docks in South Baltimore. He's rich, but he, but he, but he, but he lives a modest lifestyle. God damn it! <laughs> Not in Street Fighter Alpha. He had a yacht in the background. Well, that's because that was early, and he was young and dumb, and didn't realize to <laughs> to live with some humility in his life. Now he's got a ponytail, and he knows he knows how to be humble. So they'll, uh, yeah, that'll probably be the next stage. That'll probably be the next stage they put out there. Listen, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm enjoying myself so far thoroughly. It's it's taking me away from Destiny a little bit. This past weekend, I basically just did milestones, and that's it on Destiny go. this weekend. So you didn't help New Monarchy win. Uh, 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 I only turned I only turned in like like three packages. I think didn't really do much with faction rise because there's not really a lot of incentive right now. Because the only thing like I have the I have all but one piece of the New Monarchy armor set. So the only thing I'd be doing is chasing ornaments, and they were okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of like the animal uh crests on uh, the different wet destiny stuff. Uh so like getting a giant lion on my cloak is not exactly making me <laughs> rush to <laughs> rush to do patrols in the in the EDZ. Exactly. So do fifteen patrols. Yeah, like, fuck oh, that. Jesus Christ. That's, that's that's cruel and unusual punishment. So maybe <laughs> maybe maybe if I've got a milestone uh, like a fucking uh public yeah. event milestone that I need to work towards, but that's about it. Like a powerful Engram to do all that dumb. <laughs> exactly right. So uh, don't forget, if you've not subscribed to the premium channel yet, please do that at densepixels.com slash premium. Just $5 a month or $50 will subscribe you for the entire year to get episodes of the airing of grievances, uh, the Look Forward Political Podcast, which is must-listen in this day and age. Uh, you also get the Men with the Golden Tongues. The Skyfall episode is now available for your consumption. And No Time to Bleed, which we did cliffhanger uh, a week or so ago, and that was a very good episode as well. So, again, 5 bucks a month, $50 a year. Uh, you also get video episodes of the main show in the network, The Nerdpocalypse, uh, as part of that subscription as well. Um, I, I enjoyed uh, your anecdote about your wife also being an aggressive driver. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know what it is about broads, but they're crazy behind the wheel. Told you. my. I, I, then you probably saw in the fan group or, or in our staff group, but my, my wife will reach across me to honk my horn yeah, nah, in the car. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that. I had to yell at Erica not to do that one time. <laughs> I did that. Like, I I've done that before. Person. I was like, do not fucking touch the horn when I'm driving. Like, you want right. to drive and, and beat I'm the horn? A, you do it, but don't fucking touch that. I am not that. a yeller and a screamer. <laughs> so she was like, all right. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, YouTube.com slash dense pixels is the URL for our YouTube channel. Please, uh, please go there. Please click the red subscribe button while you're there. Uh, please click the bell icon so that you get notifications from when we post new content. Uh, we upload this show in video format every single week. Um, we also upload any like let's plays that we do, any game reviews, things of that nature. And also, we've been uh, twice a week. We've been releasing uh, small clips of this podcast, and those are not really for you guys listening because you guys listen to the whole thing. But we would appreciate if you guys would share those clips out to your friends uh, on Facebook and Twitter and other social media 
so that other folks can check out the podcast. That's why we're that's why we're putting those up as more easily digestible snippets to kind of get people to you know wander in and check out the whole show. So if you guys could share those out when we post them, that would be awesome. We would really appreciate it. And then uh, if you use Spotify for your podcast, like some sort of some sort of you know misaligned, confused savage instead of like a real podcatching app. You know, that's fine, I guess. Uh, we're on there, too, along with all the other TNP studio shows. So if you, uh, if you use Spotify for podcasts, you can find us on Spotify uh, as we speak. So new releases this week. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters has made, is making its long-anticipated release on the Xbox One and PS4. I know there are many in our fan group that are excited about this. It's getting solid reviews, man, and I'm happy for people who, you know, despite my, despite the fact that I think all of those characters look exactly the same, I am happy for people when like they're a fan of something and it gets, it gets the proper treatment, like the royal treatment, like it's getting yeah, right now. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's cool, man. Like, like I wish, like, well, I'm not like a huge fan of like any one particular thing, but but I get it. You know what I mean, like. Fuck yeah, man. Like, enjoy that shit. I'm still going to make fun of it. <laughs> we both will. Sorry sorry <laughs> to say, but uh, that, that game is going to get dragged on this show constantly. <laughs> but in, in jest, in jest, I might add. By the way, I do like how, um, how uh, Capcom re basically like recut uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters after Dragon Ball Fighters kind of cucked Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. by putting out the Street Fighter uh, arcade release uh, a couple weeks before that game debuted. Very ni- <laughs> nice, nice uh, reverse troll. Um, Monster Hunter World is releasing this Friday as well. Micah, I have a sneaking suspicion and a, and a, like this impending dread in my heart that I'm going to somehow get sucked into this game. Like I'm going to, I'm going to somehow get tricked into trying it. And it's going to be something that I, that I fall into. I'm worried about it. I could see myself really liking this game, but, um, only playing it with other people, like you know, the way it's meant to be played. Got a thirty-nine um, out of forty on Famitsu, which is not easy to do. Wow, I I did not know that, but um, yeah. The only reason that I'm not getting it is because I I don't have a three other people that I know are going to get it and dedicated, you know, be dedicated in playing it together. It looks fun. And it's gotta, it's gotta be fun, right? Like Monster Hunter is a, a phenomenon over over there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things that are phenomenons over there <laughs> that don't necessarily translate <laughs> across the shore. So I'm not I'm not banking on that. I'm just saying that like the but the but the little like the below the surface buzz that this game is getting is making me take a look at it because you know I have so much time to play another video game that demands 80 to 100 hours of your life so <laughs> and then uh the impatience a new vr uh horror game this is this is sort of a uh, like a somewhat of a prequel to until dawn in many ways um it takes place 60 years before until dawn but it takes place in like the same universe i guess you can say hmm. so it's getting good reviews so if you have a vr and you like uh like scary stuff uh this might be one that's worth checking out. Digitally, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins: The Hidden Ones. This is the first, as far as I as far as I know, the first piece of major DLC that's coming out for Assassin's Creed Origins. You can correct me on that if I'm uh, if I'm wrong. I 
think you're right. Okay. Um, I think. I'm not positive. Uh, Celeste, which looks like a difficult uh, action platformer from the same folks that made Towerfall Ascension. Uh, it's coming on PS4 and Xbox One. Iconoclast is a game that I not looked into, but I've been hearing a few people talk about it on PS4. I'll need to look into that one more. Uh, a game called Lost Sphere, uh, which they have chosen a just ridiculously stupid spelling of the word sphere, because I guess they don't want people to find that game, uh, is also coming out on <laughs> PS4. And then, of course, this week's highlight release, the the must-play, must-check-out release of this week, is Wild Turkey Hunter coming out on the PlayStation 4, which is a game that, uh, look, man, I, I appreciate when you get truth in advertising from the title of a game. When you can look at the title of a game and know exactly what that game is about, uh, that game is Wild Turkey Hunter, a <laughs> game where you hunt wild turkeys. Because I guess because I guess they thought that well there's a, there's a lot of people out there that might want the experience that you get from Monster Hunter World but might not want to play a Japanese uh, RPG ish type of game like Monster Hunter World so we'll give them Wild Turkey Hunter instead when, uh, when you want realism in your monster hunting games pick up Wild Turkey Hunter. Isn't that a whiskey or something like that? <laughs> Wild turkey is a whiskey, yes. Yeah, see, there you go. That's what the thing should have been. It should have been you. It should have been a VR game. And you're you. It's a first person VR game of a drunk guy looking for a, a bottle of wild turkey and just accosting people on the street. No, but only, only like a Barney Gumbleish type of person would, would seek out wild <laughs> turkey. Wild turkey is not very good whiskey. So, ah. Uh. But I knew what it was. You did, you did. I, I mean, give you, I give you credit for that much. Yeah, that's that's got to be worth like half a point. <laughs> and then uh, only one uh, release date news announcement: uh, We Happy Few, a game uh, that of course has been bandied about for a little bit and is supposed to come out in April, has been delayed into the summer. And I am getting the Micah Payne uh, trademark bad vibes from this one. <laughs> Where I'm afraid that yeah. uh, it is not going to be all that it's cracked up to be. Yeah, first of all, it always looked like a Bioshock ripoff, like a like a combination of uh, Bioshock and Dishonored, right? Like it looks like someone really loved those games and was like, "Oh, let's just make a game and just you know take a little bit of this, take a little bit of that." And then it was wasn't it in like beta or early access for it's, it's, been, it's been in early access forever, still in early yeah. access. Yeah, and that yeah, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> so uh, this week's headlines um, reports from Eurogamer, citing multiple anonymous sources, say that Microsoft is currently making a new game in the Fable franchise. And it is being developed by Playground Games. And if you're saying who is Playground Games, they are the folks who are the makers of the Forza Horizon series. So naturally, when you want to make a fable game, an action role-playing game, you call the guys who make the more arcadey version of your <laughs> trademark racing series. <laughs> Are you excited for... Hell no. Are you kidding me? I fucking hated Fable. 
<laughs> I bought Fa- I bought Fable Two when I got an Xbox 360, which is widely considered to be the best Fable game of the, of the three, if I'm not mistaken. And I was just like, I, I think I probably played it for like eight ten hours, and I was like, why do people like like <laughs> this game? <laughs> Like, am I supposed to be impressed by Like, this sucks. <laughs> this is not good, guys. This is not good at all. It wasn't fun. Yeah, those games are a bit of a chore, especially Fable 3 after you, um... So in Fable 3, like, the did you play Fable 3? Or did you So in Fable 3, you, um... Is the story? Uh, it's the same story, right? I, I mean, I know it happens. Like, I know, like you, you, you become king like halfway yeah. through the game, and then and and the then like instead of kingdom. like Peter Mullen, you had the idea of what happens after have uh, happily ever after. What happens after you become the king? Uh, bureaucratic shit. <laughs> Like you got to sit and listen <laughs> to people's fucking problems. Yeah, but you, you got to balance you had, budgets. You had John Cleese gotta, at least. Yeah, man. And you got to leave your Xbox on overnight so that you can accrue a bunch of money so that you can figure out your fucking problems. Because that's the, like, it, Fable 3 was just, just the epitome of everything that's wrong with Fable. Oh, look, you can hold hands with NPCs and develop a relationship. Like, nah, yo, nah, get out of my face. So I just want to point out with prostitutes and use condoms and dirty condoms. Like what? What what the fuck, yo? Like what is going on here? (laughs) Now it's it might be unfair to pigeonhole the developers over at uh, Playground Games, like saying like, oh, you somehow because you make racing games, you're incapable of making this action role playing game. I'm I'm not saying that. That's probably an unfair thing to strike out, Um, but. I don't know. I don't know. It just well, you, it seems curious. I mean, choice. part of it is because you just don't want another Fable game. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just funny. Um, Microsoft is not commenting on this officially, which you know usually that denial is usually usually a confirmation of sorts. Um, there are some people from the former Lionhead Game Studio that are a little salty about this because they they're salty because. They wanted to make like a uh, like a Fable Four essentially when Microsoft had them working on that Fable Legends game that was that never came out, um, that, yeah. and that ended up being the studio being shuttered. So yeah, they were a little they were a little salty. Um, I get it, I get it. Uh, uh, there was a Fable Connect game. Yeah, Fable: The Journey. That was actually the last Fable game that released officially. Oh. It was apparently not good. Mm. Not good at all. So That is a damn shame. But yes, uh, but apparently they were inspired by the success of Horizon Zero Dawn, which led to them wanting to revisit this uh, action RPG staple franchise. <laughs> Microsoft. So and, uh, I well, guarantee you it could be as good as Horizon. I can fucking promise you that shit. Weren't we uh, just talking about... Um what uh, original IP does Microsoft have to make people want to buy an Xbox? There you go. You really think Fable? Fable you think you really think Fable? Of course not. Of yeah, but say not. it would be an Xbox mover. What the fuck! <laughs> <laughs> this thing ain't moving nothing. This this thing is moving bowels. That's all this thing is moving. 
<laughs> Get the shit out of my face. From Fable. the makers of Forza Horizon, here is Fable. Like that's like that's that's how you can that's how that's going to be advertised. So I'm I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy for anyone that's happy about this news, but I I can't. Uh, that is not me. Um. So the apparently. I did not know this. Apparently, the, ma- the majority of PUBG's uh, PC install base is in China. I did not realize that. Um, but Tencent, who distributes the game in China, is cracking down on cheaters, and more. And moreover, they are getting assistance from the Chinese government Jesus. to do this. Uh, so far, cops have opened thirty cases. And made more than 120 arrests in cracking down on on bot makers for PUBG. As big as that country is, and as many people as that country has, you would really think that the police should have more to do than worry about a bunch of people cheating on a video game. I'm not saying don't punish cheaters. I'm saying... Maybe the police shouldn't be punishing cheaters. That does seem a little extreme, doesn't it? Uh, just a little bit. I wonder. I wonder what the um, what the what what the penalty is for for that. Yeah, like, do you get thrown in jail or whatever? Like, I, what? I mean, it is China, so who the fuck knows? <sighs> you never know, all right? So apparently, and, and and the other um, the other reason that I that I wanted to pull this story is because it has some figures in here which are just. Overwhelming. So, so apparently the install base for PUBG is twenty seven point six. Let me get my best mic here. Million people that are playing PUBG, and almost ten million of them are in China, with another eight million in the United States. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. That's a lot of people playing this game. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, you may not know the answer to this, but in this story, you see the image there of this person holding a uh, what looks to be some sort of long-barreled rifle? I do. Um, I see a lot of these images uh, when when PUBG is, is talked about. Like a lot of images of a person in the center of a screen... Usually it's like a gray background in the back. <laughs> what's what's the deal with these images? Because PUBG doesn't look like this. No, it doesn't. Not, not from what I've seen. No, I mean it's it's I mean it's not like just, is it just fan? I mean is it just like promotional art? Pretty much, yeah. Oh. Just right. just stylized like promo art to be like, look, you can control someone with a gun. Like <laughs> that's literally what that is telling you. Like, look, you can drink some wild turkey and think that people look, think that our game looks this good. There's a vehicle in the background. Like, okay, that's <laughs> that's fantastic. Here's a guy in a parka with a gun. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Here's a woman with a with a with a helmet and a sleeveless um, uh, sweater. That doesn't really make sense, does it? Anyway, I don't understand the phenomenon, but if you're having fun. Fuck it. I have fun. So one would think that the success of one game should not impact the success of a completely unrelated game. 
Uh, but when those games from come from the same studio and both games are quote unquote games of service, it's exactly what might happen as we're finding out with Epic Games. Uh, Epic Games sent a letter on Reddit to its community and they have said the, the future of the of their popular MOBA Paragon is uncertain at this time. And the reason that it's uncertain is because they have actually moved employees off of Paragon to assist with Fortnite because of the insane growth and popularity that Fortnite has seen, especially since the release of the Battle Royale mode for that game. Hmm. So according to the letter, quote, uh, our efforts have always been focused on growing the game. In this case, they're talking about Paragon. Uh, while each of Paragon's incarnations has been beloved by a core community, none has been large enough to achieve mainstream success. This combined with the humbling success of Fortnite has caused us to question if we have a good path to grow Paragon and make it thrive. End quote. So yeah, so Paragon has been a game that's that's gone through a lot of uh, tumult since it's come out. Um, most recently, they a few months back, I remember the story that they completely changed the progression system in the game, going from a more traditional MOBA system where you level up characters to a card based system. Um, where you get, have to earn, you know, find cards and, and you know, to get different abilities for your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently that divided the community pretty heavily when that happened. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, if they lost a bunch of people. But I, I, I thought Paragon was fairly successful for them. I did not realize that it was uh, – I don't, I don't know if struggling is the right word. But I, I did not realize that it was uh, not quite on – as quite on quite a stable ground as they made it seem. Um, you know, I don't necessarily play all these hero shooters, but I am aware of the popular ones. And, uh, I remember Paragon when it came out cause I saw people playing it. I'm like, huh, this looks kind of cool. Maybe I still, I, I still see people playing it. I have a friend of mine, um, who I follow on Twitch on, and on PS4, uh, plays it regularly. Yeah. And I remember seeing, uh, the guy you work with, I remember seeing him playing it a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, all right, you know, that guy knows his stuff when it comes to games. Maybe I should check this out. I never did. But I don't hear anybody talking about it anymore. I do hear people talking about Fortnite and how much fun they think Fortnite is over PUBG. So I figured those are the Pepsi and Coke of these Games of games of service, which which is ironic because Fortnite did not start as the PUBG competitor. It started as a cooperative, like base building horde mode game. Yeah, and that's and that's still what it is in its main in its main form. Um, I think the yeah. battle. I think the addition of the battle royale mode uh, took that game to a whole other level, especially because the battle royale mode specifically uh, is free to play. Oh well, there you go. So. Um, yeah, like it's, and it's interesting that they're siphoning resources away from, away from Paragon to improve Fortnite. I mean, look, you have to, uh, you have to, you have to go where your bread's buttered. Uh, Fortnite, if Fortnite's pulling in a ton of money and you can be, make that game very successful, I get why you want to bolster the staff. Um, but as long as Paragon's not like a money loser, yeah, I don't see why you'd, uh, why you wouldn't just hire more people. Instead of instead of moving instead of moving positions around, maybe uh, maybe they see the writing on the wall with uh, Paragon, 
Um, I, look, I don't know what their numbers look like, but I know if they're willing to pull resources off of a game that, from what I can tell, is decent to make a already above average game, you know, a real contender, a competitor. Uh, hey, man, I get it. You know, why hire more people when you can cut your losses and and bolster this thing that you know is already a a, a winner? I mean, what this also tells me is that it, when it comes to MOBAs, um, League of Legends is almost unassailable, basically. <laughs> I mean, because aside from League, like Paragon and and like Drop Zone was the one were the ones that I and we only I only heard of Drop Zone because we did a we did a feature with them. Yeah, but uh, Paragon was really the only one that I had heard of. Um. Besides League of Legends, and I thought that game was comfortably like number two behind yeah. League. Guess not. Yeah, I guess not. So, uh, it, it, interesting news. Interesting news uh, from Epic Games. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I get the business sense. Um, it just it came as a surprise to me when I heard that. So we'll see how much longer uh, Paragon has uh, before it is out of time. Let's say, and. and then, uh, Oh, sorry, we'll, we'll, find, we'll find out how long it takes Cliff Blasinski to blame Paragon for the poor sales of what? What is, what is his game? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. I legit did not remember, and we just did a story about it, like last week or yeah. a week or two ago. It's a very forgettable game, Cliff. It's a very forgettable game. So, last in headlines, um. An announcement that I did not see. The fuck is this? Oh, oh, just you wait. Apparently, you missed it. So, a collaboration is happening between PlayStation, Nike Basketball, and NBA superstar Paul George to come out with the new PG2 PlayStation colorway basketball shoe from Nike. Uh, these are new uh, shoes from in the Paul George line, I guess. I don't know how fucking shoe deals work with NBA players. You'll have to forgive me on that. Uh, but they are a special PlayStation branded shoe. Um, the the little lace holes are in the four PlayStation colors. Uh, they have like a PlayStation Galactic like theme around the sole of the shoe. Um, the Nike swooshes that are on the shoe also are in the four different PlayStation colors, the, the blue, red, green, and pink. Um, and, yeah, there's a PlayStation logo on on one of the tongues. Uh, there is a PlayStation serial number on the, like, the little heel pull in the back for some reason. So, so here, here's, here's the bullet points. Okay, here we go. So the tongue of the shoes sport the Paul George and PlayStation logos, which illuminate and pulsate blue, just like when you turn on the PlayStation console. Uh, the back heel of the left sole has a unique barcode that contains a PSN voucher code, which can be redeemed at the PlayStation Store for a Paul George dynamic theme for your PS4. What the fuck? Yeah. The, color, <laughs> the colors of the sneaker pay homage to the buttons on the DualShock 4 controller. The iconic PlayStation symbols are embossed in patent leather. On each shoe, and the look of the PG Paul George dynamic theme is reflected in the sock liner 
on each shoe. Paul George says that he, I, quote, I consider myself one of the biggest gamers in the NBA ever since getting my PS2 for Christmas as a kid. God damn, do I feel old. Uh, my game has gone with me wherever I go, so working with PlayStation was something that felt inevitable to Paul George. God damn. Now, Micah, uh, I am a, we, we all know, we, don't, we, we have no bones about it on this show. I am a PlayStation super fan. <laughs> so what would you say is the percent likelihood that I would be interested in purchasing this sneaker? Honestly, I, I, I don't know if you would purchase it because um, you wouldn't purchase it outright. You would wait until your next conference to see if they would give them to you. <laughs> and if they didn't give them to you, I could see you paying... I could see you paying hundred bucks, maybe one twenty for these shoes. Okay, so they, they would I would not get these for free because that would be a logistical nightmare to get people the correct <laughs> size. That, that I know for sure. Um, also, my I, I I can tell you, and this this is an unfair thing to put on you because you don't know my shoe size. I the the percent chance that I would get this is a flat zero because really? I guarantee. I guarantee that they are not making this shoe in a 13 wide. I don't know, man. That is not happening. I I don't know, man. Maybe you can get these in a 14 like medium. No, no, that that's, that's not how shoes work, Micah. Like like I, getting I, a bigger size is longer, not wider. Oh, I, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah. I know I know what fits me. Now, that being said, if I could find them in my size, there is at least a 30% chance that I would look into getting these. Honestly, I, honestly, I'm going to try and find these in your size and see what the prices are. Where can you get these things? Uh, they come out on February 10th because apparently February sneakers 10th. have a release date. Again, a world that I know nothing about <laughs> at all. Um, can I find a price? You know what? I'm going to let Nike... I've never done this before. I'm going to let Nike. Oh, $110, huh? What did I tell you? That is, tell you? That is mighty reasonable. Yeah, it that is. That is mighty reasonable for those shoes. Yeah, it is. Oh. <laughs> Do I want to own the PlayStation shoe? You know you want it. <laughs> Come on, yo. Come on. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what I am doing right now, and this is happening as we speak. I am going to download the Nike sneakers app on my phone so that I get a notification when they go on sale. <laughs> so look, Micah, I'm I'm looking at close-ups of the shoe. They have the like the you know the the square triangle circle X yeah, pattern in the, in the in the mat of the shoe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know you get these, man. You know you get them. Just don't even fight it, man. Don't even fight it. You're like, I don't know who the hell PG is. I know who Paul George is. I've heard that name before. <laughs> <laughs> he he apparently plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. I didn't know they had a lot of thunderstorms in Oklahoma, but uh Rolling Plains, right. man. The Rolling Plains. Um Yeah, you there's a things, man. Like, don't even don't uh, even deny don't even deny yourself. That's like that's like Nike coming out with a pair of Doctor Doom tennis. You think I'm not gonna get them? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna investigate when it comes out. 
I'm telling you, man. <sighs> I'm telling you. Don't be shocked. Don't, don't be surprised. Uh, come February 11th or whatever that next Monday is, um, that that you see uh, that you see Brad kicking up his feet. <laughs> I would too. I would show that shit on camera in a second. I would. It February would 12th. Happen. Tune in. <laughs> it's like the only shoe that I would ever make a point to to go out and buy. I mean, look. If you say PlayStation shoe, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like whenever whenever there's like a gimmick shoe, like they usually look like gaudy. Right? This right? doesn't look that gaudy. This doesn't look gaudy at all. Like like from far away, they just look like black they look like black tennis. And I'm going to keep calling them tennis because I'm black and from Baltimore and we call tennis shoes tennis. Not sneakers. Anybody sneaking around in these things? They got lights on them. You can't sneak around. <laughs> and and they look like a, they look like you know, like just black shoes, you know, with a red swoosh on it. But upon closer inspection, like you can appreciate all the PlayStation like goodness in it. I can. Like I do. I, like normally, if you heard PlayStation shoe, I would think PlayStation. All Stars Battle Royale, the shoe, where it's just a bunch of stupid looking characters all like over mascots the shoe. all over the shoe. Yeah, that would be terrible. Right. And that 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 would look tacky. These look good, man. These look real good. I will I will tell you this. This kind of makes me want to watch basketball. Uh, no, I'm not. No, that's we're not crossing that bridge. <laughs> Fuck that. But I will tell you this: if possible, if if I did buy these shoes, if I did buy them. If it's possible, I would buy them from DeadPixels.com slash Amazon. <laughs> because that way when I when I spent $110 on my on my PlayStation shoe, that's it's it I don't care what the fuck it's actually called, it's the PlayStation shoe. If I if I spent $110 on the PlayStation shoe, the Dense Pixels podcast would get a small I'd still pay the same price. Like it doesn't cost me anything extra, you see. But the Dense Pixels podcast would get a small percentage of the sale, which they would use presumably, to pay for things like hosting fees, which are very expensive, and and equipment and things like that. So that's the best way that I can help the podcast is by buying the PlayStation shoe from densepixels.com slash Amazon. And all of you can do the same thing. No matter what you buy, it doesn't just have to be the PlayStation shoe. You can buy anything on Amazon. If you use densepixels.com slash Amazon, you help support the podcast. And we appreciate it. You get our heartfelt thanks. Yeah. You don't see no Xbox shoe. No, you certainly do not. You certainly, yeah, but but then again, but I mean, if you want, if you want to rep Xbox on your clothes, you can just buy a Seattle Sounders jersey. <laughs> the Xbox shoe would look like a big ass Timberland boot, <laughs> <laughs> just big and long. Nintendo unveiled what is called what they are calling a new interactive experience for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Nintendo Labo, and no, it is. Not a Labrador for your Nintendo. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what they call Labradors, right? Labos. Spoke, spo- Labos. Spoken like a dog expert, of which <laughs> of which you definitely are. Good lord. So, uh, the Nintendo Labo will let Nintendo Switch owners build cardboard versions of real-world items like a 13-key piano, a fishing rod, or a motorbike. Nintendo calls those cardboard creations Toy-Cons. Oh, I did. I see, I did not know that before 
before we got to this. And, and by by inserting the Joy-Con into the Toy-Con, uh, <laughs> you can you have a new <laughs> you have a new way of playing the the Nintendo Switch. Now look, here's the thing, right? Nintendo is very, very good at pulling on your heartstrings and making you feel like a kid again and tapping into the thing that makes you want to use your imagination. But if we just step back from nostalgia for just one second, you will realize that the toy cons are nothing but cardboard versions of the plastic bullshit that you put your Wii remote in. Don't be fooled. They almost got me. I saw a video of a guy. He put this, he he remixed this Nintendo Labo uh, video and he put the Willy Wonka music behind it. And just looking at this stuff, come with me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. While while a kid is playing rock'em sock'em robots with a fucking cardboard. Uh, no, Nintendo is turning you into bums, yo. Bums. They have little Hooverbills for your Nintendo Switch and they're turning you into vagrants. Oh yo, they're going to take over the fucking world and you're going to let them. Don't do it. Yo, I, I was all for this, but then I stepped back and realized, wait a minute, this is just a cheaper version. This ain't even plastic. This shit, at least, uh, it's, it's biodegradable junk. It's biodegradable shit that you stick your goddamn Joy-Cons in, and they cost $70! $70?! What the fuck?! Yo, I got, yo, look, you want to save yourself $70? Go to a Target, go to a Walmart, every store like that. You talk to somebody that works in the back and say, hey, can I get some cardboard boxes? <laughs> and there you go. They will give them shits to you because all they do is throw is, is just throw that shit away. I know I used to work uh, uh, for a store like that. I used to do it to people. I used to give it to people. Give them a bunch of cardboard boxes. Just say, yeah, I'm moving. I need some cardboard boxes. And then you can go around and use your imagination and play pretend piano with your fucking uh, uh, cardboard box. Don't pay $70 and $80 for, for a bunch of fucking cardboard. To play devil's advocate, um, it does come with software also for that price point. Mm-hmm. It better. <laughs> Um, I, when I first saw the news for this, I, I let the news pass by me because I, I looked at it and I said, obviously, this is not something that's marketed towards me. No. no. <laughs> um, but that being said, I could see maybe my son yeah. enjoying Look, this. If you got kids, like people do stuff for their kids like this, right? I get it. I bet I see one grown ass person carry. With a, uh, <laughs> playing cardboard piano, but see, but but like, and and I was like, I was like leaning towards like maybe I will get this for my son. Then I saw toy cons, and my my enthusiasm level dropped a percentage of which I don't know yet. That's a bad name. It's a it bad, bad name, but I mean, I get it. That we should have seen coming. 
Um, spot on, spot on uh, call there, by the way, of of saying that th- these are just plastic doodads in cardboard form. So yeah, that's all it is, man. Like, look, if you're excited for it, good. I'm glad you're excited for it, but just know that you know you're essentially excited over over the 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 plastic racket that uh, that you played a generation ago. And and the plastic uh, golf club that you played a generation ago. Look, I I get it, man. Like they Nintendo is really good at what it does, man. And I'm seeing grown like like our buddy uh, our buddy out in California. He he sent me a message and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this!" Like because he's a sentimental guy, right? Like he's like he's he he falls for this shit. And I'm like, yeah. And I, and that's the first time I had seen it. And I was like, oh, all right, that's kind of that's kind of cool, you know. And then I just stepped back and thought, like, wait a minute. You're literally putting this little itty-bitty remote into another thing and then using that to control your, your video game system. Get out of here, yo. Get out of here. And then I got to put this shit together. This is, this is, this is like uh, the video game version of the self-checkout line. <laughs> 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 like, no, I'm paying you to entertain me. I'm going to pay you $70. Me to what do you think about this? Uh, and your genuine feel like not not just to play devil's advocate, like I know you mentioned about uh, like do you think this is um uh genius innovation or do you think it's just uh Nintendo nonsense? Um, it's genius innovation. I so I the the perspective that I appreciate this from is as someone who has an interest in the logistics of business, mm-hmm. like I, I appreciate that they've created something. That has incredibly low overhead costs for them and will probably be very profitable for them. Um, the technology is cool. The fact that this is something that's easily expanded, um, if it's popular, is smart because it's they can just make another fucking cardboard thing and send it out and then update your game. Like, like you could conceivably buy expand I use this term as loosely as possible, expansion packs for this thing for like Ten bucks a piece if you wanted to, because how much does it cost to ship out a fucking sheet of cardboard? Not yeah. much. So <laughs> it's uh, it's smart. Um, I'm sure it will be popular with the audience that they are intending it to be. That being and and look on the plus side when you, instead of you know when you normally would buy a plastic piece of shit, it clogs up your house. When you're done with this, you throw that into a recycling bin and you're done. And now you're giving back to the environment. This is a win all the way around. All the way around. Uh. It's it's fine. Like I said, it, it is not marketed towards me, um, but it may prove to be an effective way, especially for me who who has a who has a son who has autism, and he you know it's hard to to break through to him with certain things. This might be a way to connect him to video games um, that is that is that will allow him to step into it easily. So from that standpoint, I'm actually a little excited about it. But uh, there you go. but and that's and that's that's fine. And that's fine. But I'm not going to be – I wouldn't buy it for myself in a million years. <laughs> I can tell you that. So, The uh, Nintendo Labo will be released April 20th, 2018. The product line starts at $69.99 and currently includes a variety kit, which includes a house, RC cars, fishing rod, motorbike, and piano, and a robot kit. Uh, it costs $79.99 and comes with a, quote, cool robot suit. Each kit comes with its own software. Uh, the level line also includes customizations, a customization set that comes with 
fun stencils, stickers, and colored tape. The Nintendo Labo customization costs $9.99. Just use some magic markers that you probably have at home. Yeah. Or you just pay $10 for for duct tape. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, just use the duct tape that came with the the packaging of this. You think... Wow. So you think games come packaged in duct tape now? Well, I'm just saying, like, if you're getting this the thing, fu- let's the say fu- you what the this fuck thing. truck are you buying your games off of? Let's say you order this thing from Amazon, right? And you got to put this cardboard box in another cardboard box because you don't want it to get damaged. Like, maybe, maybe the Amazon ran out of the clear tape and they just put some duct tape. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sure that Amazon, the you know most one of the most successful companies in the country, just ran out of fucking packing tape. Hey, maybe they don't even use it. Like maybe maybe they didn't run out. Maybe they elected to use duct tape. Maybe duct tape is cheaper. That's how the rich stay rich. Oh my god, that is also not true. You know why I brought up duct tape? Speaking of duct tape, someone whose mouth needs to be duct tape. Oh my god, what? You I'm spent not, a minute setting up that tra- that segue. I, look, I'm, I'm I'm not good at him. I'm not good at him. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say the ju- the juice was not worth the squeeze on that one. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Um, what is wrong with with people uh, named Felix from Sweden? White male gamers <laughs> named Felix with blonde hair and weird last names. The, the so an Overwatch player who plays on the Dallas Fuel, his name is Felix Lengyel. He goes by X. He, he goes more popularly by XQC. XQC um, has found himself in hot water once again. This time for directing an insensitive insult at a player for the Houston Outlaws. Shortly after the Outlaws swept the Fuel four to one. At a uh, Overwatch match on the pitch. Goal. That's all I know. Uh, apparently, uh, dude Austin Wilmont, who plays on the Outlaws, uh, did the the most insulting thing that a professional wrestler can do to another professional wrestler. Use his signature move. He, steal his, he stole his gimmick. He stole his gimmick. In this case, uh, Austin... Stole Felix's signature line, something about rolling and smoking weed or some such. I don't know what you young people do when you play Overwatch, but he stole that line. And uh, Felix said, quote, that's fucked up shit. Um, Lengel said during his stream, drawing a comparison to a hypothetical traditional sport pl- sports player yelling at another player while they were benched with a broken arm. Uh, that's actually fucked up. Quote, you didn't smoke shit, he added. Shut your fucking mouth. Go back there and suck a fat cock. I mean, you would like it. Austin is openly gay and brushed off the comment on his own uh, on his own stream, uh, referring to Felix as a homophobic piece of garbage. And he says, I'll just keep winning because that's what you do when you're a grown up. You just win, 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 no matter what. You keep money on your mind, and you never give it up. And I can't remember the rest of the lyrics, but... Then something about hands going up or something. 
Yeah, if Terrence were here, he would. He would. And then, he would, and then, he would, and then uh, they stay up. <laughs> Felix apologized on Twitter, uh, saying everything is so fucking trash. I hope I trash uh, lately. I hope I can turn this into something good. Sorry to the dude, and the dude accepted his apology. Um, yeah, people think they can do whatever they want. Uh, in a recent interview. Uh, Dallas Fuel owner Mike Rufail said his intent on letting his players, uh, he is intent on letting his players, many of them big personalities, be themselves. He added, however, that there'll be consequences for players who go against his team's code of conduct, which Felix certainly did and is serving at least one match suspension for it. Update, Blizzard has specified that Felix is suspended for a total of four matches and will be fined $2,000. And the and the Dallas Fuel uh, announced they will uphold Blizzard's suspension and also bench Felix for the remainder of the season. Uh, season one's first stage. So there you go. So, uh, this, so, so dudes like this are the reason that they can't find uh, female players? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> find room for them like, in the league, I guess. Like, come on. Come on, man. And then somebody like him would turn around and be like, well, if you can't take it, this is why we don't have girls, because you can't take it. Like, nah, yo. Like, you wouldn't do that at work, and this is your work. Like, this is your job. Uh, I, I, I mean, the, so so the slur, I mean, that wasn't even really a slur, honestly. Um, the trash talk, we'll call it, is a little uncouth. It's um, very uncouth. And, uh, because he knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, like, that's, like, it's not cool to be like, to, 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 he's speaking, uh, he's speaking to him in a negative tone and equating uh, a homosexual act to it. And that's not cool. Like, what the fuck? No, like, knowing that the guy is gay, also. Right. And knowing that he's gay. But, you know, like, like, shit. God, God damn it. That's why we can't have nice like, things. Is it, is, it the, is it the bleach in the blonde hair? Is it the bleach in the hair that's fucking <laughs> his brains up, man? I don't know what it is. Maybe he even it, looks like uh, like uh, Jailbird or whatever the fuck his name is. Like, uh, like when, I, when I first glanced at this image, I was like, oh, what the fuck did, did PewDiePie do again? Uh, but it's not. It's, it's, it's another dude. That is kind of bizarre. Hell, you have two notable gaming personalities, both blonde kids from Sweden named Felix. Yeah. That are both kind of assholes. They're all fucking clones. So they all they all look alike and they all have blonde hair. Hmm. And they're all bigots. I was I was waiting, I was waiting for him to say like, oh, it's just locker room talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was waiting for. So um Question of the week. We asked you guys. Uh, it's it's it, what do you people want? It's it's our the tried and true, often imi- often imitated, never duplicated, which we will uh, discuss later in this. Um, Stewart starts us off. He says, "If Nintendo are so kid friendly, why is their current console named after something that you beat children with?" Also, with concerns that Red Dead Online can't match the amount of content in GTA Online, do you think that Rockstar might try to implement a class or faction system? Where you can play as the law, uh, the outlaws, and more in between guns for hire that creates alter- alternate online story paths and missions and contextualizes PvP modes more. Um, 
I think I, I I do think this is and this is you know something that people are speculating on because Red Dead's coming out soon. They haven't detailed the inevitable online mode at all. They have to do something different than what GTA Online is because GTA it's not like GTA Online is going to stop being popular once Red Dead Redemption Two comes out. Right, and you don't want to cannibalize your own audience. Like you want GTA to continue to make you money while Red Dead also makes you money. So it's going to be different. Um, it, it, I, I'm, I have no idea what they're going to do though, uh, in this one for the online. What do you think of Stewart's idea to have different factions? Basically, I like Stewart's idea. Uh, just one big ass game of um, one big ass game of uh, tag, you know, hide and seek, and uh, maybe the outlaws can switch factions on whoever you know for whatever side, or maybe you can make some sort of side deal with somebody or. I don't know. I, I do like that idea, though. It's it's interesting if it's implemented well. Um, yeah, we'll see. I I still think they're going to have a thing where you can where you can spend real money to get fake money so that you can play fake poker for fake money. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I'm just waiting for for real gambling to be a thing inside of GTA, like actual gambling, not like pool loot box, but like actually playing fucking poker inside of a video game using real money. <laughs> to uh, to do that, so that's that's what I'm waiting for. That's gonna be great. Um, my 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 best friend in the whole wide world, Cam says, open betas. I get that part of their function is te- is to test game servers and help the devs fix issues before the game comes out. But fucking hell, can they at least function at eighty percent before giving them to the general public? <laughs> I'm assuming Cam is referring to the uh, struggling at times Dragon Ball Fighters beta that happened this past weekend. They probably did have a bunch of them. They just there's just so many Dragon Ball fans out there. Like I'm not even trying to make a joke yet. Like there's just a ton of Dragon Ball fans out there, and apparently this game's low barrier for entry is is uh, incredibly appealing. Um, you know if you if you know how to press a button, like apparently there are people out here who have played 27 whole matches and just not landed one hit. Like I. I don't know what what your problem is, um, but yeah, look, betas. I I, I don't necessarily. Um, I, I open betas are. I, I don't like open betas. I like Here, closed betas. You know what? If here's you really want to test the test the system. Like you you release a few codes out as much as you know. You release a few codes and you release a few more to see if it holds up. Then you release a few more. Then you release a few more. Uh, these these like soft launches of games just uh, uh, it, they're glorified demos, and you can only get them. You can only get access to them if you pre-order the game. So, would it be? Is it the term beta? I wonder that uh, maybe that's it. That that because messes with it. What, beta what, is a beta is a buzzword now. It, it's just a it's just a the new term for a demo. Would it Would it be easier if you called it a preview test or something along those lines? Maybe. Hmm. And uh, Cam also says, don't let this question distract you from the fact that the Brad and Cam show, that's actually the Cam and Brad show, will be taking over SmackDown Live next week as your first ever co-WWE World Heavyweight Champions. Uh, that is correct. And and we will talk all about that uh, next week on the podcast, of course, as Cam and I take on the dastardly uh, AJ Styles. Uh Malcolm says, how do you guys feel about Street Fighter 5 AE? Um, we talked about that at the top of the show. Uh, soccer is fun to play with. Also, Micah, 
Dragon Ball Z might have Aryans, but Street Fighter has Balrog, who is ignorant, hates math, and has Fars Whitaker eye. Pre-picks for the Royal Rumble. Um, Street Fighter has black characters. It does. Uh, John Johnny Johnny in the replies below this uh, specifically mentioned D- uh, Birdie and Dudley. Bruv, as he said. They don't count. As they're both British. Apparently. They're not American. Ah. I would rather have Dudley as a representative of black people than Staff Officer Black. <laughs> yes, that's one of those characters' names that I posted. Staff Officer Black. Yeah, so black. so so to, to follow this up, and you can go into the thread. Um <laughs> Micah, Micah, bring it to the uh, bring him to the mat, where he posted some of the um, darker complexion characters <laughs> in the Dragon Ball Z franchise, and I, so me, not a Dragon Ball fan, <laughs> saw these pictures and did not believe that these were things that could possibly exist. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the bald dude that's in the, the second picture that you posted. I don't know what his name is. His name is Staff Officer Black. Okay, well because, that because of course it is. Of course it is. Staff Officer Nigger with the big fucking lips and googly eyes. Like, come on, man! Like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, like this, this this dude looks like a white guy that is wearing a black person mask with a hole cut out at the mouth. Like, that's <laughs> right. That's what this picture looks like. This guy looks like he's wearing a balaclava. <laughs> yes. <fuck> yes. <laughs> A balaclava with eyebrows on it. That's what he looks like he's wearing. Ridiculous. I thought Barrett was a bad represent Japanese representation of black people. Holy shit. And would you like to know the name of the first guy? The guy with the... Uh, with the who, T- who, TJ Combo over here? His name is Killer. Killer. W- with an A? Yes. Of course. Because apparently Akira Toriyama went to the Vince McMahon school of naming black people for their combat sports and named him Killer and the other guy Staff Officer Black. What the? <laughs> what? And then Mr. Popo is ridiculous. I mean, come on, yo. Like, like come on, his name is Mr. Popo, too. His skin is jet black. And three, he's got big red lips. Like, and no, Piccolo does not count. As your official black man of Dragon Ball Z, he's no, green because black people don't look like that. Just like they don't look like Killer and Staff Officer Black. I was aghast. <laughs> I was aghast. I'm not even kidding. Awful, absolutely awful. Toriyama should be ashamed of himself. Hey man, look, look. At least Street Fighter has a black guy in it. Now you may not like him, but he's in it. The closest thing to a black person you have in Dragon Ball Fighters is Goku Black, and he ain't even black. How can so so I, so I don't I don't get this. I don't get how can like how can black people see that and be like, this I'm still cool with this. Like is, is that's not like a major source of contention for black fans of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I think they don't. I think I think a lot of black fans of Dragon Ball don't really pit too much mind because you don't really see a lot of black representation in that show from what I can tell. And it just boils down to, it just boils down to like, you know, your base, like the base instincts of just like, Oh, it's cool fighting. Like I've, I've always said that Dragon Ball is the professional wrestling of anime in which there are two guys talking for 20 minutes about how they're going to beat each other's asses and then spend the last 10 minutes of the show fighting each other and then using their special moves to end it. 
Like it, it, and that's a gross oversimplification, but um, yeah, that's what it was to me. And which is weird because I, I don't really care for it. And I do care for a little bit of anime and professional wrestling. So that is interesting, I, I don't know. but I see your point, but still, yeah, they got Nazis in that game, bro. <laughs> Nazis, <laughs> Nazis and no black people have fun playing that game, Malcolm. And look, and, and, and if you're like, well, do you get upset at like when crazy white characters get depicted like Sheriff J.W. Pepper, for example, in uh live and let die. And I say no, because I know white people and shit. So <laughs> make fun well, of white people also, all like, you want. To Malcolm, like to Malcolm's point, like, like it, it's, it's, there's, there's Sheriff J.W. Pepper and then everybody else is fucking Captain America. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like every, and, and Malcolm just wants to see just like a normal black dude. Just like like a black Randy Orton, just like a two name guy who just comes down. What like in, in Street Fighter? You mean? Yeah, or in in anything really, you know, like just like why does he have to be googly eyed and and ignorant? You know what I mean? Like why does he have to be Barrett? You know what I mean? Hey, Sparky, yeah, what the fuck you say to me, Sparky? Whoa! Like all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> just calm down, yo. Just calm down. So I get his point. Uh, Justin says, what are your thoughts on the announcement of the HTC Vive Pro and the direction of or the direction slash evolution of VR in general? I missed this announcement. Um, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Vive uh, Pro. The HTC Vive Pro versus the Oculus. How much is better? Uh, how much better is this new headset? How much is it really is the... The big question. For uh, it also appears to be wireless as well, which I think is a key, a key uh, thing you need to really get VR taken off. That's honestly that's one of the biggest things about the PlayStation VR. The reason I don't use it that much is because it, it's a fucking pain in the ass mm-hmm. to to have on and to have that wire draped all over you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and but see, here's the problem with the with the Vive Pro, and it's the same problem the regular Vive has. Your Joe Schmo, you know, compute, you know, PC user doesn't have the rig for this. Hmm. And, and, and it's, and this is going to even involve more hardware. Um, it, VR is going in the right direction, but it's, I I wonder if it's ever going to get to mainstream appeal. Like, honestly, Um, the PlayStation, the PlayStation VR is doing more to help that cause than, than anything else right now. Well, just because it's, you know, it's got a, it's, it's, e- it's easy. It's easy. A brand, right? And and it's easy. Like it's not. It's not hard. Like oh, I just have to have a PS4 and I plug a couple wires in, and go. You know, there's not a lot of complexity to that. Yeah. So, um, and why does Kodak? So I, I'm sorry. I bought Darkest Dungeon on Justin's recommendation, and I will play it and report back. I've looked into that game. It looks too difficult for me. Well, it was only twenty five bucks. I was like, all right, I'll drop twenty five on it for the switch. Yeah. Play something on the subway. He also asks, why the fuck does Kodak Kodak think that making its own cryptocurrency is a good idea? Um, making cryptocurrency is a terrible idea. Fuck Kodak still is around? <laughs> Who the fuck's using Kodak products at this point anymore? <laughs> is my question. What's what does Kodak even make shit? Like, do they still make? Do they make like digital cameras? 
Apparently, they make Kodak coins. What? <laughs> it is the Kodak coin. What? It is the, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know why they call it that. Um, apparently, they do make cameras. Are they decent? Like, they still make cameras. I would never buy a Kodak. Camera. No, I would not either. <laughs> uh, <the only laughs> not in a million years. I, the only time I see a uh, anything Kodak is when I'm in, like, a CVS or something like that. And they had a little Kodak kiosks to to make paper, to make... To print to pictures print right off a memory card or something. Yeah. But that's it. Fucking Kodak. Get, shut up, Kodak. What the fuck are you doing, <laughs> idiots? Um, Johnny says, I enjoy watching the Destiny 2 streams. Are you guys going to do the same for the new Monster Hunter? If you need a fourth man, I may know someone who could help. Points to himself. Like an asshole. Um, look, if I get Monster Hunter, I'll stream it. And and Johnny, if you want to stream it, go right ahead. Uh, you can you can use our... Uh, so I, I, I should probably lay out this. It's not a policy, just a guideline. Um, if you guys want listening want to... Post your streams in the fan group. Uh, that's fine. Just don't make that like – I don't want it to be like all just people posting streams all day. Nor do I want people coming into the group just to post streams. Like like it's one thing if like a guy like Johnny who is an active participant does it because we know Johnny. He's a good guy. But th- there have been a few people that we've let in. And then like the first five posts they make are like, check out my stream. Look at my channel. Do that. I'm just like, no, you're you're done. You gotta you're get here. out of here. You got to go. Um, but yeah, like I said, if you, if, if you guys stream Monster Hunter shit, go uh, go right ahead. I just I, I just don't want that to be the entirety of the uh, of the group for sure. Like, and be- believe believe us, if we get tired of looking at it, it'll be gone. <laughs> Mike in particular, Mike 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 is Mike is the the silent hand behind behind all this. He doesn't he doesn't talk very much, but he will yeah. uh, he will boot a, boot a dude out of here. Yep, if I see something I don't like, you better get you, you better believe. <laughs> or if somebody tells me of something's wrong and I check it out, yeah, now nah, you're gone. No <laughs> warnings, no questions. Like a like a like a ninja. Like a like a like a thief in the night. I'm gonna steal you away. Uh, throw you. Mark asks a fantastic question, I think. Which episode of TNP Premium do you think Micah is most scared of his wife listening to? Shit! <laughs> it's it's got to be an episode of the Aryan Grievances. I just don't know which. Yeah, one. it's it's one of them Aryan Grievances episodes. I just can't remember off the top of my head which one. Um. Uh. Usually, she she's a good sport about a lot of stuff. Um. But yeah, it has to be an Aryan Grievances episode, and probably one of the like earlier ones where we were still trying to figure out what we were doing, and we were just like, hey, let's just. Let's just talk about our lives and just like see if it relates to this uh, to this episode or what we would do in this situation. And any any episode when I'm talking shit on my wife, I really don't want her to listen. Like she's heard a couple. Like the one um, the one that wasn't too bad was she was getting a massage from this uh, this Euro trash like masseuse, and I'm over there like just stewing, like <laughs> just getting pissed off. <laughs> Meanwhile, this because I'm getting pissed off because of that, and then I'm getting pissed off because the the woman that is massaging me is like fucking giving me Randy Savage elbow drops and shit. Like shit, fucking hurt, man. I was just mad, and she was just sitting there moaning like, uh, 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 like what the fuck? Like I gotta sit here. It was the closest I've ever been to being cuckold, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't fucking appreciate it. 
<laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! So yeah, go listen to that. And there's a whole bunch of like I, I talk about how I shit myself once. <laughs> And uh, there's a whole, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of weird shit. See that, see that, and that's honestly, that's probably the stealth answer. It's not something you said about her. It's probably something embarrassing about yourself that you don't want her to know. Right, right. She doesn't know that. Like she doesn't know that I shit myself in a, in a, in a fucking park once. There's, there's an episode coming up where another bodily function is going to happen. And I'm going to talk about another bodily function. Like it's, it, it, mm. yeah, very good. <laughs> Very good. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark also says, uh, for real question, that was a real question, buddy. Are there, any, are there any highly anticipated games for 2018 that you think are in danger of flopping in comparison to their hype? I have one obvious answer and yeah. then one less obvious answer. But you it can go first. Answer Anthem? It is not. Because uh, that game doesn't really have a lot of hype behind it yet. That could flop sure. for an entirely different reason. And it's yeah. nothing to do with hype. It has to do with who's publishing it. <laughs> um, the op- well, you, you go ahead with yours first if you if you've thought. Oh, of I uh, I don't know if I uh, I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. Like I, if if I, the only game that I'm like truly excited for is Spider Man right now. Ah, that's I, my that's my that's my answer. Ah, uh, God, I really hope that doesn't flop, man. Like I don't want it to, and I'm I'm doing everything in my power to will it to not be a, a a train wreck but um there are some instances where i can see like it looks pretty but like all the really cool stuff you're not really doing anything other than waiting for a button to come on screen just so you could press it and i'm i'm curious as to i'm curious as to how that game is going to uh, how locomotion is going to be and how how combat is going to be and that's like the hallmarks of of that particular title like those are the two things that will drive you to play that game the uh the correct answer that everyone should get is of course kingdom hearts 3 oh I, pff, that shit ain't even on my radar is it even coming <laughs> out this year is it is it maybe we'll see we'll see uh trey says why are most major studios ignoring beat-em-ups why do they not want to bless us with an entry in this majestic genre since properties like marvel are begging for it streets of rage forever Trey, unfortunately, those games probably just aren't very profitable, unfortunately. Yeah, the, the hook with those games, the reason why they were so prevalent back uh, in the arcade scene is because they were arcade games, and you had to keep paying money uh, to play it. And if you wanted to beat the, one of those games in an afternoon, you could drop about 30 bucks, depending on your skill level. Um, you just get a $60 beat-em-up now. I mean... I like a good beat 'em up, but yeah, like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of replay value unless you're like a score chaser. And and, and, nowadays aren't. and the closest thing to that, honestly, is uh, that does work is like like a Dragon's Crown, with which adds like a lot of RPG elements to the yeah. mix as well. Yeah, that's why you don't see a lot of what is it, Vanillaware, mm-hmm. Vanillaware games. They got they got one coming out that I kind of am interested in, but um. Yeah. Uh, Mark says, since motion capturing and special effect monster creations have been making some serious great entertainment in theaters, I would ask you gentlemen, who would win in a street rules bloody brawl? What the, a street fight, Mark. Street fight. That's all you can say. Chicago street fight. What is a Chicago street fight? I'm from Chicago. Uh, between these actors, 
Doug Jones uh, of The Shape of Water, Andy Serkis from Planet of the Apes, among other things, uh, Rob Perlman of Hellboy, and Toby Kebbell, Micah's pick probably, a, a Fantastic Four. Nope. Uh, these actors are not the characters they played on screen, just a bunch of method actors going at it. They're, well, I mean, given that stipulation, I mean, ain't no way nobody but Ron Perlman is winning this fight. I don't. I, I think it would come down to Ron Perlman and Andy Serkis. Uh, Toby Andy Serkis is small, nope. huh? Andy Serkis is small. Andy Serkis is small, but he's he's a method actor, and all he has to do is tap into the monkeyness of the characters that he's played, and just get that raw monkey strength to to rip off fingers and rip off faces. But at the same time, like like. Andy Serkis is so method that I can see him being a savage animal. Whereas Ron Perlman is method, but he is like, he's like very cool in what he does. Like, I don't see Ron Perlman flipping out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I can see Andy Serkis going crazy. Doug Jones, like, he's like, he's too, like, he's like the, uh, the awoken dancing emote. And destiny. He's just like, oh, look at me. Look at me. I'm Doug Jones. I move very slowly. Like, like nah, yo, nah. He's too busy having sex with mute girls uh, underwater. And then Toby Kevill, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just so disgusted with you. <laughs> through, through no fault of his own. Through, uh, mm, he got to turn that roll down. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Dustin says, do you think that Microsoft learned their lesson with the announcement of a new Fable in the works and first-party games like Sea of Thieves and Crackdown coming soon? Is it possible that Microsoft might actually realize that people buy game consoles, that people that buy game consoles like to play games? Or do you think this is all a ruse to get us to buy the Cortana blow-up doll attachment, adaptable <laughs> separately, that comes with a Duke controller, connect to, and a 10% coupon for the Marcus Phoenix 7-foot statue that screams, uh, you do Marcus Phoenix. I can't do it. Oh, come on. Thank you. Every time you walk by it, I will hang up and listen to your response. Um, <laughs> it's a very good question. <laughs> I, I, I think I think they're I think they're just I think they're just done. I think uh just, just go ahead and try to focus on uh focus on the future, Microsoft. I mean, like I they do get it that people like games, but it's unfortunate that they have, you know, no games in their stable that anyone actually wants to play. Yeah, like that's I, the problem. I just don't uh, and and that's not to say that people don't play their Xbox, but like like honestly look back and and think of what was the last Xbox exclusive title um you played or which one is coming up. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Crackdown? Sea of Thieves is probably going to be the most successful game that they released this year, first party, and that says a lot about the state <laughs> of the Microsoft first party catalog right now. Yeah, I guess. So, Eric says, if you could choose one non-fighting game character to be a guest fighter in Street Fighter V, who would it be? Does Doctor Doom count as a non-fighting character, even though he's been in fighting games? Yeah, I would say so. There I would say go. that that's fine. Fucking kick Bison in the head, and then fight. Uh, I would love to see what Doctor Doom would look like in that art style. Like, I forget the artist's name, but I read some way like that guy likes that, that guy likes him thick, which is why like Chun Li's legs look like fucking like they're bigger than their head. You know what I mean? 
I'm very curious as to see to see what is our style would look like. Um, you know, well, then in that case, you know who would look ridiculous, and they and they could, uh, I guess, not really keep it in house because they only published the first one. Uh, Bayonetta would be a ridiculous choice for yo, like Street Fighter. Goodness gracious! You know what, Bayonetta would would be a an interesting fit. Like I could see her, I could see her being like a palette swap for like Jury. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like I think she'd be interesting style. as her own character. Yeah, I mean, game. like like. When I say not a palette swap, but if if jury didn't exist, I could see Bayonetta having that stylized Taekwondo style that jury has in that game. Um, who else would I want to see in that in that uh, in Street Fighter Five? Uh, do you have uh, one besides Bayonetta? Not really. See, the problem is, I I have, I don't know, because so that that universe is so self contained that it's just hard for me to picture other yeah, non fighting game people coming in, coming into it. Yeah, I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to think of like PlayStation like staple characters that I'm drawing a blank right now that would work well in a fighting game. Oh, I got it, Fable guy, Fable guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a shoe in for a PlayStation exclusive game. Um, we can beat the shit out of him. You know who might be cool? Um, I don't know why this popped in my head, but fucking uh, Kai Lang from like Mass Effect Two, just or, or, or something like that character. Yeah, I mean, I would see that character as more of a more of a. I could see him in a different franchise, like a Soul Calibur, something like that. Yeah, just because of yeah. the sword. So, yeah, it's a tough question. If I if I had seen it beforehand, I'd give it some more thought and maybe had a better answer. So we'll go with Bayonetta. That's, that'll be my response. Um, Juan says, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, one of the most underrated slash underappreciated games of the last couple of years, considering that it's as good as any other Uncharted game gameplay-wise and fixes some of the issues of the latter ones, like the length. Can it be that the reason it's not as popular is that it starts, stars two sisters of color? Would gamers truly deprive themselves of such a great experience for such superficial reasons? And lastly, if Nathan Drake starred in this game, would you guys have played it by now? I own it. I do too. And I have played it. I have not played it yet. And I'm almost finished. Um, I really like that game, and it stars two of the best characters in it. Um, I agree with you. It is underrated and underappreciated. Um, one of the reasons I don't think it's doing well is because the uh, amount of time it took to come out. That it's um, it's not mar- it's it's not marketed well. It's not mar- that not, that's number two. It's not marketed at all. Um, and yes, I do think uh, people would be uh, that petty to not buy a game just because it has two people on it that don't look like the average person uh, who buys that type of game. Like there's there's a whole reason why that 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 was the reason why Joel. Uh, Joel and Eddie uh, Ellie on The Last of Us, like, like, didn't Joel get like, like, wasn't he like front and center, and Ellie was in the background or something like that? I can't remember. Yeah, that's that's one of those like studies that you know your game is statistically more likely to sell more. Like, that one of the, some of that bullshit marketing research stuff. Um, I mean, I, I do think that there's some. I, I agree with you. There's some people that would not play it for that reason. I don't think that's the reason why. Lost Legacy specifically has gone underappreciated because I'm not quite as cynical in my thought. Um, 
Would I have played it sooner if Nathan Drake started the game? Probably not. So the, I haven't played this, this yet for the same reason that I didn't play Arkham Origins. Because I'm not ready for another Uncharted experience yet. Like, I haven't had enough time between Uncharted 4 where I'm ready to jump in and do that again, if that makes sense. Hmm. So that, that for me, like, especially with that, like, because I know, I know what that game is going to be. Like, I know how it's going to feel. I know how it's going to play. And I have to be in the mood for that. And it takes me a little bit longer to kind of get in the mood for that. Like, by the time Arkham Knight came out, I was ready for a new Batman experience. I wish I had gotten a new Batman experience, but I was ready for a new Batman experience when that game released. I'm not yet ready to sit down with a Uncharted uh, single-player experience. And that's why it's still sitting on my hard drive and haven't played it. But I will play it eventually at some point because I really like that series. And I, li- and, I like, and I like those characters, too. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really good. But like you said, it is, it is the same game. Um, but yeah, like it, I don't know. I, I do part of me, the cynicism in me just comes out just cause it has it like I, it's not the only factor, but yeah, I think it's a factor. Hmm. Interesting. Like I said, I think it's more the marketing, the fact that it, people like people were confused. Like, what is this? Is it a game? Why is it only $40? You know, and, and like, and obviously like people listening to this, they understand what it is. It was originally designed as an expansion that they released standalone. But again, you know, J- Joe Blow Video Gamer doesn't have that, that much savvy knowledge. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to really look down the comment list to find this one from Jay. Uh, Death Stranding. Is it a game, a movie, a TV show? Or an elaborate setup for a really cool animated GIF. It is neither of those things. It is it is just a Kojima fever dream existential experience that we are all going to be subjected to uh, in the year 2021 when it releases. I agree. And because Justin says it's really just a giant marketing ploy for, <laughs> for Nissan Cup noodles. I wouldn't shock me either at all, honestly. Yeah. If that wouldn't. was the case. And then, like, you you eat your cup noodles, and at the bottom of it, if you still have broth in it, like, there's a fetus. It's like, like, oh, gross, there's a fetus in my cup noodles. Uh, Terrell says, what are your thoughts on the host of the Nerdpocalypse saying that he came up with the question of the week slash what do you people want segment, and what format do you think is better? Uh, that guy's a fucking liar, man. Um, uh, he did not come up with the uh, the concept of asking listeners what their opinion is. That is one of the reasons why this show uh, is better, because we care about you. Yes, we invented that for all podcasts, by the way. Yes, for every podcast. We are trendsetters and trailblazers. Um, that guy also hosts, uh, black on black cinema and we, and black on black cinema recently got a five-star review. That is the most accurate five-star review I've ever heard. I will paraphrase it for you. Why is Jay, uh, why does Jay control everything with an iron fist and he's a megalomaniac psychopath? Like someone said, and he had to read it because it was five stars. It was like, I really like the show, but Dre, but but Jay is incredibly self-centered, narcissistic, and rules everything with an iron fist. Why doesn't he let Micah and Terrence talk? 
or have opinions or do anything without shouting people down. Like, what's his fucking problem, man? That's what it said. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna fly through this because I just realized the show is going super long. Um, and I gotta watch for all 25, goddammit. Uh Daryl says, whatever happened to video game tie-ins? They used to come out all the time. Now, not so much, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, which movie and video game combination do you think was the best? I don't really remember a ton of video game tie-ins. What do you mean, like, like video game movies? Or, or I, 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 think like, I think he means like licensed games based on a movie that was coming out more so. Licensed games based on a movie. Right, which are all terrible, generally. Um the best combination, well, there there was only one that I can think of where the game was actually better than the movie, and that was uh, X-Men Origins when that came out. Oh, my out. God. That was amazing. Right. And the movie was trash. Yeah. And it was amazing because they made a Wolverine game, and then Fox said, hey, you got a Wolverine game coming out. We got a Wolverine movie coming out. How about you, uh, you got your put a coat of chocolate. paint on it? Yeah. Yeah, and that game that game was way better than the movie was in that case. Um, normally, it's never the other way around. And I, and I, I honestly can't think of um, a good tie-in. Uh, the Chronicles of Riddick was good. That uh, game was way better than it had any right to be. Hmm. Okay, based on uh, that Riddick franchise. Um, the uh, Warriors, people like the Warriors. I, I don't. Yeah, but that uh, wasn't a tie-in. Like that didn't come out at the oh, same yeah, time that really the movie came out. Um, I don't know. Yeah, everything else is just kind of based on it, like not. Hey, we got something coming out. Spider Man Two. Spider Man yeah. Two was was pretty good, but That's, it was only good because of the locomotion. Like everybody, like everything else about the game, just it looked terrible. You, I don't know how many fucking balloons you had to save for kids, but I mean, the reason you don't see them is because the industry finally woke the fuck up and realized that licensed games and and making games on a concrete schedule sucks. Yeah. So not and not worth it. I mean, THQ is out of business because of licensing. So, <laughs> um, Anthony says, "What is your guilty pleasure game?" Um, how would you define guilty pleasure? So, like something that you'd be embarrassed to, like, so, like for you, it's probably like Senran Kagura or something like that. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe them perv games that I play, them perv games, like the beach volleyball games, maybe a couple of. Uh, a couple of um do I have any guilty pleasures on my phone? I don't think I have any guilty pleasures on my phone. I'm but basically to... anything that I would be yeah, anything that I would be embarrassed to play is probably one of those anime games that um that uh, a man who is 37 years old has no business playing. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I play that I'd be embarrassed to tell people that I play. Um yeah, I really, honestly, I, I don't, I don't know if I have one currently, at least. I mean, I, there might have been stuff in the past trying to think off the top of my head, but I am drawing a blank right now. I was embarrassed that uh, I got a platinum in that um, Terminator Salvation game on a PS3. See, I'm not embarrassed about any of my cheap ass platinums. Um, it just is what it is. I'm not going to apologize for being a trophy whore. I uh, guess. Um. Anthony also asked, how long will it take Jay to complete the next Tomb Raider game? Uh, until the next Tomb Raider game. Right. <laughs> uh, Terrell asks, has Micah finished Persona 5? 
Nope. I went back to it and um, I'm still in the, um, I kind of forgot where I was. And then I'm, I'm still in that uh, space palace and it's just a, it's just a fucking slog, man. Like it's gotten to the point where I don't even want to play the, the dungeons anymore. I just want to see what happens to these kids, man. Like I just, I'm, I care more about the story than actually doing the fucking work. Uh, let's see what else. Anthony comes back. Anthony actually asked a ton of questions. <laughs> if there's DLC for Cuphead, will Terrence get it? And how many times will he rage in attempting to complete it? I will guarantee you, Terrence will not purchase any further Cuphead uh, material. He is. Nah, I he think is he's done. I think he's done. He finished it and he proved his point, and now he's going to be like, "I to beat it. I got nothing to prove." His number three game of 2017. Um, Amir says, how much, how much are the pay? You know what? I'm not even reading this question. It's going to, it's going to piss Micah off for two reasons. Cause he asked how much are the Patriots going to win by at the Super Bowl?" And the answer to that question is however much the refs allow them to win by probably. And then he says, he thinks this is going to be the penultimate Super Bowl. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to go in that rank. Cause I'm not going to fall for that, but I will fall for the first one. Look, I, I this this uh this football thing just d- did not go the way I wanted it to go uh on either for either conference. Um I will tell you this. I'm at the point now where it's just beat the Patriots. And I don't think Philadelphia is going to do it. But in the off chance that Philadelphia is able to defeat the Patriots, I, for one month, will refer to that town by its proper name. I thought the property was Philadelphia. <laughs> I, I will, for one month, refer to that town by the name with which they want me to refer it to. Bye. That's it. That's all I got. Anthony also asks, where did I get that sweet tabletop table visible in the tabletop for two Instagram feed? Anthony's referring to the picture of uh, Empires of the Void 2 that I posted the other day. Uh, Anthony, that is from a company called BoardGameTables.com. Uh, that is their judge's table, which is their their cheapest entry level Board game table, um, I love it to pieces. The reason it's cheap is because it is, it's still high quality, but their other more expensive tables have more customization options as far as like different add-ons and stuff that you can get. Whereas this one, it's just the table and you can get some cup holders that, that screw on to the bottom that flip out and you can get the topper of which I have all of these things. Um, looks like a craps table. Like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cool thing about it is that when, when the topper is off, and you're using it for gaming. It has a recessed gaming area. It has a full size uh, gaming mat that sits inside, which is uh, which is terrific, and uh, it's pretty great. And I love it. And uh, if you are a serious uh, gamer, that board gamer, then it might be something down the road that you may think about investing in. I mean, it looks pretty nice. Uh, I'm looking at the tabletop for two Instagram feed. Props to whomever is wearing that N7 hoodie. Uh, I think that's actually my wife. Well, props to your wife for rocking that N7 hoodie. Yes, it is her because that is actually my hoodie, but it is uh, cut in a, such a way that is not comfortable for me. Ah, So she uh, that is all hers in that case. Well, there you go. 
but yeah, like I said, I, I love my uh, I love my table, and I don't. Uh, I'm not sponsored by Board Gaming's table, so my shill for them is completely as a happy customer. Uh, Anthony <laughs> also comes back and says, "Any update on Micah getting his better half further into video games? Probably not yet. We um we uh, are still playing Mario Kart. Uh, she likes what she likes, and I'm not trying to force okay, anything. So Got to take not it slow. To, look, you go at your own pace. You want to try something new? Hey, I'm all hey, I'm down for it." Uh, Randy says Royal Rumble and WrestleMania predictions. We'll skip WrestleMania because I don't want I don't like to make those predictions until after the Rumble has has shaken out. Um, my so, well, I mean, who's your Rumble? Your Rumble pick? Uh, I I have no idea, man. I, I really don't. Um, I and I don't like making Royal Rumble predictions. I like to go into the Royal Rumble because if I make a prediction, then I'm gonna feel like I got a root for somebody. And then when that person doesn't make it, I'm gonna get fucking pissed. I like to, I like to do what everyone else does, and just kind of go at it while we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, like I like to think of it like a a, a horse race in which I have no dog in the fight. Interesting. Um, as as everyone, as every longtime fan of this show knows, I correctly predicted the unannounced winner of the 2016 Royal Rumble. A couple of years ago, because I'm awesome. Um, I feel like did I predict Randy Orton last year as well? Did you? That you seems, might have. That seems right. Someone can someone can fact check me on that. I feel like I'm two years running correct with the Royal Rumble predictions. So my prediction this year um, is going to be none other than Shinsuke Nakamura from the SmackDown hmm. brands instead of a Shinsuke Nakamura um, versus. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a handicap match at <laughs> WrestleMania. I don't think that's part going to happen, honestly. But, um, no, I think he's going to win. Uh, I think the obvious choice would be Roman Reigns, but I do not think they're going to make that mistake in Philadelphia again after, after running that finish. for like a wellness thing again? No, 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 no. no. So, someone, someone, someone that ran some steroid lab named him as a client, and but he denied it. And he's been – I mean, they do wellness tests, so – if he uh, was right. if he was guilty of that, he would he'd have popped. Um but no, Roman Reigns would be obvious, but they're not gonna have him win in Philadelphia again for the second time in a row after no. the reaction that they got the first time that they did that. You can you can rest assured of that. Um Matthew says, Did any of you hosts have aspirations to get in the game development? Um, either as a programmer, designer, writer, voice actor, etc. Um well we talk about this on the show all the time. Micah is is actively trying to to get into voice acting. Yeah, I got a I got a demo and uh I'm putting my demo out there and nothing's nothing's uh bit yet, but um check out my voice acting mixtape. Yeah, I mean that's fire. pretty much what it is. <laughs> uh, uh honestly, Brad, you uh you have the type of voice that voice uh that people who want voice actors look for. Um because what they look for now, they don't want the big announcer, right? They want a guy who sounds like their buddy. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just trying to. Hey, your dense pixels pitch uh, for the Amazon is what they want. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I'm not actively soliciting any voice acting jobs, but if someone wants to recruit me, sure, go ahead. You need, yeah, a, you need like you need like a Seth Rogen sound alike or something like that. I've been told I sound like Seth Rogen for some reason. I don't believe it. No, the, no, those those people they do do those people know what you look like? 
Yes, they're people that I meet in person. Yeah, that's why. Because they see they see they see a big jovial white guy. They're like, hey, Seth Rogen, bro. Hey. Oh, uh, uh, Jay thinks I sound like Triple H, which I also don't know what the fuck he's hearing. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Jay, look, sometimes you just gotta humor that guy, man. Trying, man. I mean, I don't I don't end sentences with ugh, so you know, that I that I did more often. <laughs> that might work. Um, yeah, but like I said, if anyone's throwing me a voice acting gig, shit, absolutely. I, yeah, would, you'd be uh, good. I would do that. You'd be good at it. I, I can't tell you how many times they're like, could you make it sound friendlier? Could you just, just lighten it up a bit? Hey, hey. I feel like that's racist. For, I, feel like, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I feel like they're they're uh, ascribing their own personal views of black people on you. Like he's black, <laughs> you must be angry. Sound friendlier, sir. That's what I think. Oh, shit. Uh, Daniel says, what do you snack or pig out on while playing games? I cannot eat anything while I play video games because I do not want my salty, greasy, you know, whatever fingers getting all over my my fine controller. Um, I'll eat whatever. I usually don't. Uh, I'll eat. Uh, I try not to eat as much junk anymore, but I would usually eat chips um, if I'm feeling down or sad. I'll I'll eat uh, uh, ice cream with like six scoops in it. Um, I'll uh, I'll drink I drink a lot of water while I'm there, but yeah I'll I'll eat anything, man. Like you, but usually I default to either chips or ice cream. Um, Johnny says Neville Rich Swan Enzo Amore. Is it safe to say that the cruiserweight title is cursed? Um, it's safe to say that that is not a real cruiserweight title. So fuck that title. <laughs> just because, just because they, just because they bring up some bullshit, put it on a pink belt and call or purple belt and call it a cruiserweight <laughs> title, doesn't mean I had to acknowledge it. I'm sorry, but your your best your your best people in that would that should be wrestling for that belt aren't even wrestling because they're too good for it. <laughs> they're too good for it. They are. I'm sorry. Um, is I that title cursed? No, obviously not. Um, the Neville thing was just weird, just an odd situation. I guess he was. I guess he was a little bitter that he was forced down to the uh, cruiserweight scene. He he knew what that. Yeah, he knew what that that's was. That's kind of what that sounds like to me. He knew what that was. Uh, Rich Swan, look, man, Rich Swan, why are you making Baltimore look bad, dude? Uh, yeah. Why you? Uh, why you? Why you? Why you? Why you? Uh, why are you smacking your wife around? That's no good. Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. Rich Juan, he just from Baltimore. That's not being cursed. That's just being from Baltimore. And then Enzo More. Now look, the news the news broke shortly before this podcast, and Enzo More allegedly, or, or sorry, accused of allegedly sexually assaulting someone. Um, the Jesus Christ! Oh, you didn't see that? No. Yeah, it's it's like I said. I I, I hesitate to. Offer my opinion on the authenticity of the of the person making the accusation. Um, it looks not as concrete, let's say, as some of the other accusations that have been levied against famous people in these past several months. Uh, but that said, would it surprise me to learn that it's true? Not in the least. Not in the least. That dude seems like a scumbag of yeah, the highest degree. Does. So, um, he also has a Maryland, uh, a weird Maryland. Tie in. He went to Salisbury, apparently. Really? Yeah. So mm. very, very strange. We're not we're not bad like that though. It's such a weird uh, such a weird thing to describe. Um, Jake says tax season is upon us. 
which means this this year's battle of which irrational purchase will I make this year Turbo Edition? I'm leaning towards a Switch plus games or some fancy-ass mountain bike. Convince me it's worth being lazy this year. Well, we talked about it earlier. Um, if you get a Switch, then you can go around and uh, stick your Joy-Cons into a bunch of fucking garbage and play uh, the Switch with a bunch of garbage in your hand. So, I mean, if that doesn't convince you to to spend uh, $500 on a Switch and some games and, and, and some garbage, then I don't know what what would. Uh, for for an actual answer, remember that both both myself and Micah gave Super Mario Odyssey our game of the year. Yeah, for 2017 last year. There there are enough games on the Switch now where it is most assuredly worth a purchase. Yes, garbage so, at all. <laughs> and finally, Gustavo, who I can always rely on for some for some footy chat, uh, is Tottenham Hotspur willing to sell Harry Kane? To Real Madrid for 200 million euros or 279,684,543 dollars and two cents for you, Micah. Ah, to help that bring makes it down into a to more sense and is much easier to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, while, while every word of that sentence sounded like a foreign language to Micah, um, I know what it all meant. So, of course, Harry Kane. Uh, the best striker in England football, uh, and one of the best strikers in the world. Uh, and he plays for my beloved Spurs, and I love Harry Kane. He's one of our own, um, and and I love him to death, and he loves playing for Tottenham. Uh, but that's a lot of money, Micah. That's a lot of money to be given for the services of one player. Um, but that being said, Yo. <laughs> hold on to Harry Kane until that shit's like 300 million euros. Keep Harry Kane until he doesn't want to be there anymore because Harry Kane has said many times that he 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 will be Tottenham till he dies. As long as the team continues to make competitive moves and to compete for trophies and and to do what they can to, to be among the best in English football, he is more than happy to remain a Tottenham Tottenham player uh, for as long as they'll have him. So I don't think he's going to be the type because a lot a lot of big soccer players, Michael, when they when they when they they call it getting their head turned when a, when a big club comes sniffing around and uh, and is looking to poach them from another team. And then you know you know Tottenham Hotspur is a good club, but Real Madrid is one of the most popular clubs and one of the biggest clubs in the world. So you know if they're like, hey, we're interested in this guy, a lot of players be like, oh oh, you are are you? Well then. Tottenham Hotspur sell me to Real Madrid, um, but I, Harry Kane doesn't seem like the type to 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 force a move away unless the team becomes terrible. And if the team becomes terrible, then they will sell him because then you can get a lot a lot of other really good players with that two hundred million dollar uh, selling fee if you end up selling him. So that is uh, those are not euro; those are pounds. Oh, that is pounds. You are right. My bad. And um, Harry Kane. Is the weirdest looking dude. Um, excuse me. First of all, that is that is uh, our Lord and Savior Harry Kane. First <laughs> he just of all, odd to me. As I, uh, I mean, so he he is incapable of closing his mouth. Like if you like, <laughs> like if you look at every if you, if you look at every picture, his mouth is open. I I do not deny that whatsoever. <laughs> it's part of his charm, Micah. It's part of his charm. Um, look, man. Like I said, Harry Harry Kane, a Tottenham Hotspur Academy product. Um, burst on the scene a couple years ago. 
Uh, he had a terrific season and was told, we were told by other opposing teams, he's just a one-season wonder. A one-season wonder, and he's been doing it for the last four seasons. I love him. I have a Harry Kane jersey. Of course I do. Um, and and he's terrific, and I'm happy to have him as long as he wants to stay uh, with Spurs. Don't go, Harry Kane. Fuck you, Real How do you Madrid. think uh, he'll do against Brock Lesnar and and uh, Braun Strowman at the Royal Rumble event, at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view? <laughs> See what I did there? Because his name is Kane. I, I did. I did. I do. I do have a like I said. I have a soccer jersey that just says Kane on the back. There you go. So, so this is Tottenham Hotspur. Who is AIA? Uh, that is the sponsor of Tottenham Hotspur. They are a insurance company, a life insurance company that's based in Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken. But that is that is that is the company that ponied up the name, the fee to get their their brand on sponsorship on the front of the shirt. Ah, well, all right. So. But yes, I love Harry Kane. Please don't go. Um, unless, unless it's 300 million. If, if, if they're offering 300 million pounds, I mean, Jesus Christ, man. That's a lot of fucking money <laughs> for one player. But see, the thing is, like, if he goes to – see, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling now. If he goes to Real, he'll just be one, one in a sea of many world players where he can be the man at Tottenham Hotspur. That's, that's, I, think, I think that matters, too. The so guys. Tottenham, Tottenham Hotstepper is the small pond – and he is the big fish. Smaller pond. They're, they're, they're still a very big pond. <laughs> but Real Madrid's like an ocean, if that makes sense. <laughs> so, like I said, Ray, Real Madrid is one of those, like, there's probably like five teams in the world that even you've heard of. And they're probably one of them. Yes. And that, and that, that goes to show you their stature in world football. Because I could probably name the other ones for you that you've heard of. Uh, who was that? Uh, Barcelona. Yes. Manchester United. Of course. Chelsea. Yes. And Liverpool. Yes. Where yeah. is um? Where is uh, Arsenal? Arsenal's Arsenal's probably in the next step down. Yeah. I, I'll I'll get made fun of this from fellow from not fellow fuck not fellow Gooners from Gooners fans um, that they're probably in the same league as Tottenham Hotspur. I don't think an Arsenal supporter would ever cop to that. But no, fa- of course, fa- fa- Arsenal, Arsenal is not a small pond. Facts, like is, but facts is, but facts is facts. <laughs> facts is facts. Um, I mean, like, and, and on a more world stage, and you, I, you probably haven't heard of Bayern Munich because I think you have to at least have some sort of soccer attunation to heard of them. But they're also another one of those clubs that's like a world team. What is it, Bayern Munich? Bayern, Bayern Munich. B a y e r n. Munich. They're they're the best team in Germany. They're uh, they're like the New York Yankees of Germany, basically. Ooh, we hate them, right? We do. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't have a visceral hate for Bayern Munich, but I they're not. I don't I don't enjoy them as much. It's because they're German, right? No, that's <laughs> because <laughs> no, they buy all the best players. Um, we we should cut this off because goddamn, we ran long. We're gonna be long <laughs> next week too, for Christ's sake, because of the damn rumble. Um, make sure if you're not in our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans, make sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It'll get read on the air. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at densepixels. Subscribe to the show on, uh, is it, it's Apple podcast now, isn't it? It's not iTunes, iTunes itself. It's Apple podcast. 
uh, Google Play Music or any other podcatcher that you use. And follow us all on Twitch. We have the Dense Pixels main channel. We also have myself as Dense Pixels Brad, Terrence as Apparition 410, Micah as Dense Black Nerd, and Carrie as Suffix Carrie. Um, we will see you guys next week with our Royal Rumble review. Uh, one of our, our, our favorite show of the year. So, I mean, it's it's something to uh, that you should look forward to. Uh, and we'll see you. See you.